Time to abandon ship. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? It's a tradition. Here, here. Jar Jar, homie, my main man. Quickly, before the Separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey, this is escape, then we're the pod. Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod. I'm your host, Josh, and this is our second last episode of Clone Wars Talk. Can you believe it? We're going to hit the big 40 very soon here. But uh, as far as today goes, we're focused on the Bad Batch. We got Bad Batch uh, Clone Wars Talk. We got Bad Batch Series Talk, the new animated series that was coming out. And uh, we got uh, a lot of discussion at the end of future movies and speculation and discussion, just fun stuff that comes after. So we're not all focused on Bad Batch arc today, but uh, stay tuned, guys. Stay tuned. Another happy landing. Pretty good, man. What about you? Not too bad. Can't complain. Are you mentally prepared for the fact that this is the? Uh, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna minor spoiler for the finale. Okay. No, I don't want to hear anything. Uh, it's a minor no, thing. No, I don't care. It has to do with the music. No, it could be it could be the biggest spoiler. It could be the most minuscule spoiler. I don't care. I don't want to hear it. I don't all right. Okay. Take off your headphones for the next ten seconds because because I'm about to drop this for for audience listeners. All right. Okay. I'm gonna okay. go get some water. Ten seconds. Right. Oh wait, I'll signal to you over the video. Okay. He's gonna get some water. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right, everybody. So so while Diego's getting some water, we're gonna be. We're going to be dropping just a minor thing, a minor tidbit for the finale. This is the last time that you will hear the Clone Wars theme song in the show. That's right. The finale of the Clone Wars does not actually have uh, the Clone Wars theme song in it at all. Uh, What they've done is they've made uh, a very theatrical experience. Uh, unlike how the show kicked off with with the the classic theme song that we've that we've heard for for seven seasons now worth of show, uh, we're going to be subject to a very different approach in the beginning of of the final arc of the show. So just a small tidbit, I had to drop that. Um, and uh, oh, we got Diego's Diego still grabbing his water in the background here. Him and I connect over uh, over Discord. If you guys haven't um been uh following our twitter feed then you probably didn't get the link or the news uh but we've been trying to branch out in uh other social media presences uh so we got the twitter feed now uh more recently we had a facebook page that launched uh, so you can look us up on that 
And uh, there's an app called Swell. If I don't believe this is on iOS, but if you are on Android, there's an app called Swell, and it's called Swell Subcaptioned Listen to Life. And uh, it's an app where podcasts can interact with their listeners through voice memos. So we do have an account on that. If you if you make an account on Swell, you can use the search function. Just type in Star Wars. I think we're the only ones on there right now. Uh, it, I, I believe it's pretty new because the community is quite small still. But uh, at the moment, our uh, original post nine days ago, just introduction to the Swell, um, has received uh, a, a small amount of feedback. And uh, uh, just uh, just as a tidbit, I'll play um, a little a little uh, thing from Taylor J here, uh, who was the kindly the first to respond to our our swell. So here it is. Hey Josh, thank you for posting this. I wasn't familiar with your podcast, but I just checked it out, and it seems awesome. Uh, I saw you're doing kind of a watch through of the Clone Wars, which is so great. I mean. Uh, I think it's arguably some of the best Star Wars content out there and super underappreciated. So I'm glad to see that you're doing that and I'll be keeping uh, in touch with you on that. Um, I've been watching the prequel trilogy with my girlfriend who had never seen it before. Uh, and that has been a ton of fun. I, I, I think that aesthetically the prequels are just truly magnificent and there's a lot there that that I love, uh, you know, the nostalgia factor, of course. I, I remember seeing the Phantom Menace in theaters. Uh, I actually saw it at the Chinese theater in uh, Los Angeles. So that was really, you know, something to remember and carry with me forever. I, I hope that when I get older, I can share that experience with my kids the way that my dad and my older brother, you know, shared it with me. Uh, so yeah, thanks for posting this swell. Definitely be checking it out. And I'm always down to talk Star Wars. All right. So thanks, Taylor, for uh, the little voice memo. That was pretty awesome to hear from you. And we also have another one from uh, Phil. So thank you, Phil. Let's listen to that. Hey, Josh, welcome. I had not uh, heard of your podcast there, but I know some people that I forwarded this to that are absolutely going to dive in head first. Uh, you go into a lot of detail in the Clone Wars, and that's all they talk about is Clone Wars. So they're going to love it. Um, so, uh, I appreciate you posting and, and can find it for, um, me personally, I, um, that's probably a little over my head. I haven't seen Clone Wars, so maybe I'll go and watch it and then I'll go back and, uh, into your podcast. Um, I'm original, an original Star Wars kid. Uh, I saw it first run. I'm dating myself here, but I saw it, uh, first run as a kid and, uh, you probably already put me in a bucket. You know exactly who I am. I'm the guy who talks about the uh, first three movies more than, than anything else. But uh, um, yeah, glad you posted. Glad I found this and uh, forwarded it on. I think i uh, uh, got a bunch of friends that are really going to enjoy it. All right. So uh, thanks for uh, for that, Phil. Um, those are So again, those are from some voice memos from uh, the app Swell that we're now on. And uh, you can send replies to our Swells when, uh, when they come up. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe you'll hear yourself on the show. So that's another way that you can reach us. And, uh, additionally to that, um, I, I did send out a link to the discord channel, which is now simultaneously being used for both private and public purposes. Uh, I use it to kind of run the show with, and, uh, now there's also some things for public use as well that 
keeps that in a in a separate bubble. So that's kind of how that came up. But Diego's back now, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna chat about. Uh, 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 oh, he cannot hear me. Hold on a second. I I can't oh. hear you right now, but you can hear me. I turned the volume down. I don't know if you're doing, oh, still okay. doing spoilers. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I, I spoilers are over. It only lasted can I, like can ten I turn seconds. My vol- yeah. Thumbs up if I can put my volume on. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. Thumbs up. Thumbs all up. Right, all right, all right. Dude, spoilers. <laughs> Have you been tuned out this whole time? Yeah, dude. I had my volume off. Oh man. <laughs> well, you didn't hear the voice memos that we that we published uh, that that we got from our listeners. So. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> I didn't know if I didn't know if you were still doing the spoiler thing. I thought you were playing like something. I don't know. <laughs> no, we we had some we had some nice uh, some nice kind words from from a few people on uh, on an app from Swell. I, I was just catching everyone up on the different ways that they're able to communicate uh, with the show. So that's oh, okay. Um, yeah, we also have a voicemail page now where where you guys can. Uh, uh, send a voicemail in uh, at our SpeakPipe address. Uh, that link is in the Discord. And additionally, big news here is that the Discord's gone public. So uh, there's some public channels that that they can see. They can see all the RSS feeds. There's a Star Wars Twitter RSS feed and uh, podcast RSS feed, Star Wars Games RSS feed, um, and then also just like an updates feed of just like when our episodes are launched and stuff like that. So uh, with more stuff to come, you know, assuming that we get some good feedback, but, um, yeah, that's about it. So, um, anyway, so just a bit of news on the horizon before we actually get into talking about the show. Um, there's an actual, like, there's a new animated series that, 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 you know, the, the announcement had come out for 2021 star Wars, the bad batch and all new animated series to debut on Disney plus. Uh, Clone Force 99 from Star Wars The Clone Wars Returns. Uh, and this, this news is, is older now. It's from July 13th and uh, it was published on StarWars.com. But now that we just watched, you know, we have watched the arc, uh, I figured that we would just chat about it a little bit before we actually get into these episodes. Now that you've seen the characters, you know what, what's, you know, you're anticipating of what's, what's going to happen here. Um, and... It says, fresh off the critically acclaimed series finale of Star Wars The Clone Wars, the Disney Plus original series will premiere uh, on the streaming service in 2021. The series follows the elite and experimental clones of the Bad Batch as they find their way in a rapidly changing galaxy in the immediate aftermath of Star Wars The Clone War. Uh, or of the Clone War. Uh, Members of Bad Batch, a unique squad of clones who vary genetically uh, from their brothers in the clone army, each possess a singular exceptional skill, which makes them extraordinarily effective soldiers and formidable crew. Uh, in the post-Clone War era, they will take on daring mercenary missions as they struggle to stay afloat and find new purpose. Uh, giving new and existing fans a final chapter of Star Wars The Clone Wars has been our honor at Disney+, Plus, and we are overjoyed by the global response to this landmark series. Um, the article continues... And uh, that's just a little tidbit there. But what do you think? This this is the first. There's another animated show out there. It's called Star Wars Rebels. It takes place a couple of years, quite a few years after Episode Three. Um, I would say it actually takes place closer to Episode Four because there's there it, it's very focused on like the start of the rebellion. This show is very specifically called Star Wars: The Bad Batch. It's about the Bad Batch, and it's immediately after Episode Three. 
which is very interesting because the Clone Wars ends in an overlap with episode three. So now that you've seen the characters, now that you kind of know what the show's going to be about, uh, you've seen the last of them for now, at least in the Clone Wars. Um, Echo has joined the crew. We're going to be getting into the episodes in just a bit. But what do you think just initially off the top of your head? You've seen the episodes. You know the characters as much as anybody else does. What do you think of the fact that Lucasfilm is launching a new animated series like this? Uh, I think it's kind of interesting because um, we only... I don't. I don't know. Unless unless they pop up in the show again, I don't know. Um, they are pretty cool. Uh, they're a pretty cool bunch of clones. There's only four of them, but they're all they're all like super skilled. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think it was pretty cool. Um, you know, the name ninety nine. That was that was kind of cool because of the clone ninety nine and how he yeah, died that's and all that stuff. yeah, exactly. Yeah. A nice little homage paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, so I I find that stuff cool, but I. I'm not too sure how I feel about a show based on them. Like, cause, cause I don't know for me, I, I still think it would be cool, but for me, I, I would almost be more inclined to watch, you know, what happens with, uh, you know, the clones that we've seen up until now, like we just found out Echo's not dead. So that's like mind blown. Right. Mm. Um, so like what happened to echo like yeah he's you know he's all practically machine now but he's he's still echo i guess um but you know what happens to echo what happens to guys like um what's his face commander cody like all those all those people like the guys who we've seen kind of since the beginning of the show that would seem more interesting and i guess at the same time with that, because there's millions of clones, mm-hmm. you know, born and bred at this point, what happens after that? So meaning, meaning like, yeah, we had a bunch of clones. There's still millions of them. You know, episode three is about to finish. There's still going to be clones. Right. But once they're gone, are they cloning again? Are they getting mm-hmm. recruits like random people? Like what? That's a, what that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. It's actually uh, it's actually good that you brought that up. So I think I think in some part we may actually get some of those answers. Um, I think a show based a, around a group of clones is uh, is very likely to get into what happens to other clones that we've come across in the past as well. Uh, especially seeing as like because by the end of this arc um, in the unfinished business episode, which is episode four. Uh, they uh, they kind of adopt Echo into their crew uh, yeah. when when he because he, he's different and now he's all you know mangled and he's got like body parts that are robotic and um, obviously he's kind of become one of these um, these outcasts you know the, like he's not normal like the rest of them now he's different now and uh, he's kind of accepted that and uh, and kind of considers himself one with this group who uh, uh, is named after respectfully clone 99 who mm-hmm. uh, echo actually did know uh, as a friend before he died so uh, so yeah it's it, it all it all works out very well in the end of this arc but uh, but yeah it makes me wonder like are we going to find out what happens to clones like commander Cody and mm-hmm. uh, even even commander um, well I don't know commander Bly, if i if i can't remember if he died or not yet but um but yeah it's um but then uh as far as what you mentioned about the clones being unproduced anymore that that actually has been answered in uh, the marvel comic 
uh, Darth Vader series that takes place at the very end of Revenge of the Sith and follows the movie right after of like what Darth Vader does. Um, It's very good. Uh, It's four volumes long. Uh, So the Dark, the Son of Dathomir comic that you read, it's like four of those um, uh, trade paperback volumes. So like, I don't know, uh, 20 something, 30 something issues of the, of the whole series uh, mm-hmm. that combined into books. So it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. It's really good. And uh, there's a couple clones chatting in the background. And one of them says to the other, like, oh, I heard that uh, they shut down the, the cloning facilities on Camino. Like what's going to happen to us now? And they're like, oh, we're going to get stuck with all the dirty work. And who's going to defend the empire now? Like they don't even know at that, at that moment. Mm-hmm. So it's it's actually a, a nice little tidbit, and um, I, I really appreciate them dropping that in there because that's been a big question of like many people for many years is like what happened to the clones, and a lot of people are still confused as to what stormtroopers are because yeah. by the time of a new hope they're not clones, and yet a lot of people still think they are, but they're not. So yeah. um, it's it's nice that there that maybe some of these questions are going to be more publicly confirmed as to like what actually goes on. And it's possible maybe that Clone Force 99, because it does say that they're going to be taking on mercenary, mercenary missions. Something's gone on with them. It's, it's almost as if Order 66 doesn't apply to them. So, you know, like, I mean, from what you know about Order 66 right now, do you think that that, that evidence that so far you've gathered through the show um, – will affect them differently because they're genetically different? Uh, I, I don't know. It could affect them. Uh, whether it takes place for them or not, I don't know. I mean, maybe they never had their chips installed because maybe mm-hmm. from a very young age, they see, oh, this they're going to be born with defects or they're going to be you know out of the norm, so to say, right? Um so uh, maybe they never had the chips installed. I don't know. Could yeah, it's possible. Be. Maybe they yeah. did. Maybe maybe they're in there, but it doesn't trigger them like a regular cone because I don't know right. something in their DNA. It is broken. Up. Yeah, it's broken. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, but uh, yeah, let's. You want to get into this first episode here? What's our what's our uh, fortune cookie for this first episode? The Bad Batch. Uh, embrace others for their differences for that makes you whole. Um, All right. Yeah. So what you got? Uh, well, we're introduced to the bad batch as we, as we, as we have already said, um, you know, they're clones with, uh, not mutations, but they're, they're different, right? They're, mm-hmm. they've got different haircuts, different facial features. Right. Um, yeah. you know, they like one of them's kind of like a, techie guy one of them is like a like a he's got like a red bandana he's like a rambo look and hunter yeah yeah Yeah, we got hunter tech wrecker and crosshair yeah um so crosshair is like a sniper dude he he doesn't talk but they there's a quote in the show i forget what episode they say like if you need a shot made from like 250 yards crosshair is your man that kind of thing yeah 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 so he's like the sniper dude quiet but he gets it done uh wrecker he's like the tank he's like like you remember teen tight the show teen titans Mm -hmm. yeah whatever that the the blue dude um he he had the um oh yeah um i think oh, his man. name was, was his name tank i think his name was tank 
Uh, you know what? Let me just look this up. Uh, was it? It was. Was it Beetle? Um, the you're talking about the guy with like the suit, right? The suit, and he's like half his face is like kind of cyborgy. He's the buff. Yeah, guy. yeah. Like, I think it's is it blue the blue the blue beetle or or maybe Beast Boy or something. Um, no, Beast Boy is the the green uh, guy. Man, blue Beast Boy is the blue like, beetle DC. The, the buff dude from Teen Titans. That's what he reminds me of. Um, right. But yeah, like uh, the wrecker, he's like he's the kind of guy who's like you know spray and pray and like just go go in no none of this stealth stuff like he likes to go in just kill smash people yeah he's got an obsession with blowing stuff up oh yeah oh yeah yeah Yeah, it's pretty funny and he's a little he's a little off the hook too like you know um and it's 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 awesome i i really i really love and i think i i I can see the appeal of this squad is actually very similar to my appeal of uh, the old republic commando uh series in which republic commandos were actually derived from but uh but i'm talking like the game i read all the books um uh, and then we got gregor in the clone wars which uh you thought gregor was pretty cool and then delta squad actually showed up um in the the episode that uh savage press wipes out like a jedi temple outpost thing and he kills those two jedi like when he first gets mutated and starts mm-hmm. doing dooku's errands um so they they popped up and delivered the bodies of the jedi to the to the temple and it was like a rainy day and yeah so i don't i don't know if you remember that but that was a very brief appearance of them and boss you know he's the leader he's got the orange orange on his armory he's the you know he's he's the man fixer was his tech guy scorch was his demolitions guy sev was his sniper guy and he's got red on him and stuff so so the bad batch kind of reminds me of like a very different more kooky um, slightly, I mean, genetically altered version of like what might be uh, a, a Republic Commando squad, except they're Clone Force ninety nine. They're just different, right? Mm-hmm. So I've I've I really like the squad. Like the characters are all really well constructed. Uh, they all have very unique personalities. They're all very different, um, and it, it kind of makes me wonder. By the end of all this, is like how Echo's going to fit in because they already got a tech guy. Like they don't need another tech guy, but <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I, I, how they're gonna go about that, I have no idea. Yeah, but, I have no idea. But yeah. you know, Echo's alive, and uh, we meet Clone Force ninety nine. And uh, did you catch anything about that scene with Anakin? Um, no, I'm. So there was there was no. a scene in the very first episode when when Anakin meets the Bad Batch, and uh, he has a moment of secrecy where him and Padme have like a hologram chat mm-hmm. and Rex Rex stands outside his the the barracks and and kind of blocks the door and Kenobi comes over and and he's like hey, where's Anakin and he's like oh he's just uh inside kind of thing and and it's like what's Reviewing he doing my there? equipment yeah he's like he's getting my stuff and it's like <laughs> what like Obi-Wan knows something's up like yeah. he knows that something's going on and uh you know it takes him like five minutes and he finally comes out he's like here's your helmet rex let's go and then obi-wan's like oh anakin wait and then he's like no no time gotta go and then he's like oh, I, I i hope i at least told uh, padme i said hi or something like that because he, he just knows right he, like he knows that they've been chatting and i think this all is supposed to lead into that scene in revenge of the sith when padme's very obviously pregnant and obi-wan is like 
Anakin is the father, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And and it's like he just knows. Like he just he just knows all this stuff, but he's I think he at this point he's just turning a blind eye because Anakin is his his best friend in the whole world. He's his brother essentially, right? And and he loves him and and he loves Padme and like he just he knows that somehow some way I guess maybe things will just Anakin will handle it something like that like he I, I don't know but but he's he's definitely turning a blind eye at this point and and I think he knows that they're obviously way closer than I think a Jedi should be to somebody but mm-hmm. who knows I think he's known for a long time like I think I think maybe when he st- I don't know. I wouldn't say like perhaps knew something was up or at least got an idea or like was like kind of brought like it came to his attention that, hey, there might be something going on is when Padme, uh, she falls in episode two when they're Mm. uh, they're on their way. They're going through that battlefield. They're looking for Dooku and she falls and then uh, Anakin's like stop the ship or whatever. And then. Mm, I yeah, think Obi-Wan, yeah. Like, uh, oh, don't let your feelings get in the way or something. Yeah, don't let your personal feelings get in the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What would she do if you were in your position? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think from that point, like I was saying, he he, Obi Wan probably didn't know that, like, hey, there's something going on, but he he had an idea. He maybe had a hunch that's like, okay, maybe maybe they've you know yeah i mean that's the beginning of it all and this is three years later so so like yeah i mean he knows they're good friends and they're really close and stuff at this point how close are they i don't know like maybe he just i'm pretty sure at this point he just turns a blind eye to even thinking that far ahead but but there was a moment at one point where when padme got very close with clovis in season six uh he had a chat with Anakin in his bedroom about, about it. And he says, you know, he says, you, you know, that as a Jedi, you have commitments and can't, you know, we can't be too close. And he reminded Anakin of Satine and what he made as a choice, you know, for, for that whole scenario. And, and, uh, um, Anakin was very frustrated. Right. And, and you could, you could tell in that, in that scene, it was a very well-placed scene, uh, in, in that arc. I think it, 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 tells us a lot about kind of how Obi-Wan is currently dealing with Anakin's feelings about Padme and, and, and how much he's, how much he's done to kind of put him in his place as much as he can mm-hmm. before, before it's not his problem. It's got to be Anakin's choice. Right. Um, so it was, it was a, it was a well introduced scene. There's of course this arc actually came out of uh, the unproduced story reels, which maybe some of you have seen. And there's a scene that was dropped from the original versions of these episodes. And uh, it's actually quite funny. I kind of wish they still put it in there, but I can see why they didn't. Uh, partially probably just to give Padme a voice in this episode because she wasn't supposed to be in this arc at all. And uh, seeing as it was the last season, they were like, hey, let's bring the actress back to uh, to play her, uh, Catherine Tabor. And uh, let's give her a, a small, you know, small gig for the day kind of thing so she can participate but originally when the bad batch ship comes in for a landing they land anakin takes a look at the nose of the ship and on the nose of the ship there is um actually you know what let me just show you uh padme just everybody google search padme bad batch ship uh, and uh you will see 
the picture that uh, comes up, which uh, is painted on the nose of their their starship. Uh, here, should I change my window here? Here, take a look at this. Can you see that? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, whoops. Um, hold on. Boom. <laughs> so Anakin takes one look at that and he's like, that is not staying up there. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty humorous, it's a pretty humorous moment. Got a real, uh, Leia look going on. Yeah. I mean, it's her kind of scandalously sitting on, on something. Oh, my stream keeps crashing. Why? Um, can you see it? Can you see my screen? Yeah, so I can see the picture, and I've got your stream. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like I, I can see what you see, but yeah. everything's like an yeah. There we go. Yeah. 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 So this is this is the picture, yeah. um, and it says on the top, uh, "Good to be bad." So it says "Good to be bad" written in Orbesh. There's a moon behind Padme, and she's got a lot of leg showing. Mm-hmm. Uh, very like kind of world war ii scandalous like you know the, like the, the classic chick sitting on the atomic bomb kind of uh-huh. picture uh-huh. so anyway that's so he takes one look at it and he's like yeah that's not staying there at all uh-huh. um so i always thought that was a pretty funny a pretty funny bit but um but yeah they took that out so too bad but um hopefully you know they make some t-shirts with that that's a pretty pretty fun joke um uh, a distant echo is the next episode what is our fortune cookie for this uh the search for truth begins with belief um so i this 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 cookie is uh obviously referring to uh to the search uh for for echo um Mm -hmm. um uh what's his who's the guy who's still alive i keep i keep blanking out on his name is it rex or echo no, 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 not not Echo, but the guy who's looking for him, the clone, his friend. Oh, Rex, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Cap- I, I was... yeah Captain Rex and the Bad Batch and Anakin all pair up. Uh, okay, yeah. So, so okay, all right. So, yeah, uh, Rex gets word that he's out there. Um, they go on this mission to go find him. Oh, are you? Oh, okay. Is your your streams not? Your stream's not up. Yeah, sorry. The there was a poor connection for some reason, so it's, it's oh. back up again. Oh, okay, there. Yeah. It is. Um, yeah. So um, they go looking for him. Uh, they get word that he's still alive. Uh, you know, some people are saying no, it can't be. I mean, he's dead. We know of it. And then Rex, there's something deep down in Rex that's telling him, no, I, I like, I heard a voice through this signal, and it was. 100 percent echo like i mm-hmm. my friend i know this was him so they go on this uh on this manhunt for him and um yeah yep that sounds about right um and you got to see a little bit more about the techno union it's it's something that we haven't really seen much of uh you know an, an attack of the clones the techno union joins the separatist alliance that's pretty much all we see i think even in the clone wars the only time we've seen what tambor has been next to next to like three times total maybe mm-hmm. um and uh they have this really again kind of like the trade federation they have this weird 
really weird corporate neutrality in the war, but they're still a part of the separatists. Like it's just like a total BS. Like, hey, we're not fighting in this war, and yet like they, they are. Like I don't know. There, there's some sort of corporate neutrality that allows them not to be attacked by the republic, but but they're still funding the enemy kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. It's, I never, it, it's I really never, odd. It's really I, odd. Yeah, I never understood exactly how that works because yeah, I never got it either. I, I yeah. honestly, I would genuinely love a Star Wars comic or a book or something that like gets into this political side of things in an interesting way and the fact that like it actually explains some of this how this corporate neutrality actually works despite actually being a part of one of the sides if mm. you know what i mean yeah um, I, and yeah. i think techno union would be like the perfect perfect example for that yeah yeah, yeah. totally yeah totally uh um, that and the banking clan yes yes um Let's see what else do I have here. Uh, one one thing that you kind of notice throughout this arc is uh, as as you get to the the I'll call it the privilege of seeing the Bad Batch fight. Um, mm. <laughs> they got they got way different. Like their technique and their their weaponry and their technology is just it's I, I don't know if it's more advanced than the regular clones because the clones have pretty advanced stuff but like they're it's just different and it's more specific to them but they're so their fighting styles are so different like you know there's a couple scenes in 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 some of the episodes where they're about to go into a fight and rex will say okay i think we should do this and then uh hunter the leader of the bad batch he's like uh or, or no maybe it was maybe it was um wrecker it could have been it could have been record but uh one of them says no no we got we got to go in like we got to go in now go, you know crash through the door and do it yeah do they're, it. they're not they're not the kind of batch to um to uh, pull a stealth mission no 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 they just like going you know balls to the wall just hammer them like it just yeah we it's are very here. Very, uh, very anakin style even though yeah. anakin does do stealth missions here and there like he like it's almost like it's they got more of like that Anakin violent taste and then dialed to the max. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Crank to 11. Yeah. Um, but having said that, they're, uh, they're very efficient, very efficient in their combat. Style. Totally. Like totally different from what we're used to, you know, stealth missions and okay, we're going to flank, we're going to flank at Oh, 300 hours or whatever, I, you know, uh, and we'll, we'll take over that, um, that care, that hangar or whatever. Um, but the, these guys they're just get to the point get get the prisoner out whatever the mission is in and out boom done and uh they um they do it so well like they there's no screw-ups with them yeah yeah so it's pretty cool very efficient um yeah so in this episode rex is struggling to put his brother's deaths behind him Mm mm-hmm there was a bit of a moment where Anakin had to talk to him about it, but um, I think it's fair because it doesn't really get acknowledged in the fact that all these clones are brothers. And we've talked about it before where they all have, you know, they all give each other unique names and uh, you know, they're all very attached to each other in a way because all they have is each other. Like that's their family is, is their brothers in arms literally because they all share the same blood mm-hmm. but uh but rex being a captain who who is responsible for these men who he's put very strongly 
uh, as evidence towards that uh, towards General Krell when that article ha- uh, happened and Krell pissed the sweet arc. I love that one. So good. Um, and, and it really kind of stuck out to me back then as well. It was like Rex really cares for his men, right? Like he's a good mm-hmm. captain uh, and he's a good man. But like at this point, he is so done with just like putting up with like the deaths needlessly of, of some of these clones. And if there's a chance that Echo was alive, he's willing to risk everything to prove it, right? So... Um, I think it says something about his character as well. Just going into the final arc of the of the of the series, um, it's going to be good to keep that in mind. That Rex is struggling with with the deaths of his brothers, essentially. Right? He's not just mindlessly still going on and not thinking about them. Like he, at one point in the first or second episode, he pulls out a picture of of uh, him and and uh, Fives and Echo and um, yeah, and he remembers. He remembers them, right? So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, Echo is confirmed to be alive in this episode, and that's pretty much all I got. Yeah, episode. yeah, exactly. He's confirmed to be alive. You know, he's frozen, um, missing a few limbs. That's yeah, that's all I got for this. Yeah. One. Um, on the wings of Curidax, episode three in the arc. Yeah. So this one, Cookie is uh, survival is one step closer on the path to living. Um, uh, again, I think that one's referencing Echo, um, because yeah. he's like, he's he's been kind of like a prisoner at, at this at this uh, at this point in time. He's been an been, experiment, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been an experiment, um, and you know he's he's kind of broken down. He's beaten, but he's still hanging in there. He's still ready to do the thing. But um, there's there's something really cool that that we learn about his time kind of being uh, an experiment. As much yeah. as they've used him to uh, gather information uh, for, you know, the Separatist side and their side of the war, all that stuff, as much as he's used that information to help them, he's gained a lot of information about them. So he can yeah. hack into their servers kind of thing. He can find their, uh, he can yeah. open up this door on this side of the ship kind of thing. It's pretty cool how, totally. how, how they explain that. I really like that. Yeah. They've so well integrated his body into their system as to utilize his brain as part of like a processing chip to, to, to create algorithms to fight the Republic with, because he knows all the strategies that, that, that they normally use and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like they're essentially using him as a, as a computer processor to think of ways to beat, like how to fend off the Republic forces. Right. So on this planet of Anaxis, they're losing the war terribly because they're using echoes, uh, echoes strategies to, to, you know, fend off their, the clone forces. So they're overclocking him. That's what, yeah, doing. essentially. Yeah. So when he pops out of this machine, like he's like attached on, cables and it's kind of it's kind of crazy like they he's got all these tubes going in his head it's pretty gross but they've uh they do they have a, like they have kind of modified his body a little bit and they've mind you he was caught up in, ex, in an explosion so i i like obviously probably part of the reason why he's got robotic limbs on him and stuff now is probably because they were just blown off in the first place but uh, at least they've replaced them with like usable parts but it's interesting because now he's able to use all that stuff against them now that he's been freed, right? So, um, and he knows how their system works now because they've 
just literally plugged him in and now he knows everything. So, mm-hmm. uh, so that's pretty useful. Uh, we saw some flying droids in this episode, which we've never seen before. Uh, Techno Union specialties, but all their droids apparently can fly. <laughs> so that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, and these these new droids, um, they're they're not your typical, you know, B one, B two kind of battle droids. They're like hunched over they kind of got like like this like velociraptor look going on kind of thing and it's yeah it's 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 kind of cool um but i don't know it's it's really off-putting because i don't know they're we're so used to you know your typical droidicas and all that order yeah yeah Mm -hmm. but but these guys they're they're very it's the techno union droid exactly the techno union droid they're they're a lot different for sure yeah they are yeah um i don't know that's all i got for this one this was a very action oriented episode yeah same here i didn't i didn't get a whole lot yeah yeah all right that leads us to our final episode which is called unfinished business uh so our cooking on this one is trust placed in another is trust earned um again i think this one is kind of referring to uh the relationship between echo and uh captain rex um because you know they've been. If I was Rex, I, I'd be like, "Oh man, you know, it, it is my brother. It is, uh, it is Echo." But you know, he's been a he's been an experiment quite literally all this time. It's like, have they have they you know tripped him up? Is he all like, is he bent or I don't know what's what's going on, right? Uh, yeah, he's been in the enemy hands so long that they're not sure if they could trust him. Exactly. So that's that's kind of where where my mind would go, but. Um, but you know, deep down he knows like, okay, in that signal, that was Echo's voice. I, I got to save my brother. I got, you know, we're in this together kind of thing. And that come, that spirit of, uh, camaraderie through, um, really, really shines like coming yeah. from, uh, uh, Captain Rex. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, there was, um, there was a really cool speech that uh, Mace Windu does in this. Uh, in it this was episode. very well done. It yeah. was. It, it was. Um, yeah. Tell, I think, tell us, I, tell I think you should look it up because I, I didn't write it down. I just wrote down that it was badass. In, yeah. Uh, you know what? Um, hold, uh, hold, before actually, before we get to that, in the meantime, I'm going to try and find this so we can actually play it out loud. Um, it was uh, there was a there was a shot that I told you about um, <laughs> that involves uh, the. Uh, the Y wings coming down towards the base on an axis, and it's a hundred percent a recreation of a Ralph McQuarrie concept design for A New Hope, way back in the seventies. So if you look up, uh, actually, if you on your end, maybe do a Google search for this as well. Just look up uh, Ralph McQuarrie. McQuarrie spelled M C Q U A R R I E. Okay, you're going to then, see and that then, again. Yeah, and then Y-Wing. And then under the Google Images uh, pane, you'll see like the second image over is it's got a bluish blue round thing in the background, which was an early idea for the, for the Death Star. Uh, but you see a Y-Wing kind of traveling at a downward angle towards this, this uh, big massive space station. And uh, this shot was actually recreated for Anaxis. So 
um, if you then type in uh, Y-Wing Clone Wars and Naxxus uh, shots, uh, I'm pretty sure maybe you'll maybe you'll find it. Maybe you won't. Actually, it might be too new. But uh, but there's a shot when all the Y-Wings are coming down to an axis. They've essentially used like the shape of the base is actually based on uh, the laser projector for for the for the Death Star out of that concept design. So it, it's just once again, it's just this crazy thing about how at Luke's film, nothing ever gets thrown out. Everything's always recycled in a way, reused. Um, it's always uh, very kind of well reorchestrated into something that they can, um, you know, change up a little bit and and modify again. Uh, I see you've got a live stream open. I'll... Is it this one you're talking about? No, that's Battle of an Axis. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So this you one? can see the shape of the base is in a very similar shape to the laser on the Death Star of that Mar- Wealth Macquarie drawing thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're talking about. Um, yeah, different. And this was his concept. Or no, 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 this is from the show. No, that's, that's from the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. so if you go back to the concept, you'll see that it looks very similar. Uh, and that was that was under uh, Macquarie Y-Wing? Yeah. Okay, hold on. I have to go back. This one? Uh, nope. Or, no, oh, it's the fourth one over. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, that one. Okay, yeah. All right. Yeah, so that's straight yeah. out of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that they like you said nothing gets thrown out and they they use it in some way like oh, yeah. I, I really like that yeah everything's some everything's always recycled somehow one way or another so uh we got the clip uh let's uh listen to this little section of uh unfinished unfinished business here mace windu gives a uh, a nice speech this is the one that you were talking about General Mace Windu of the Jedi Order. At this point of the Clone War, I have dismantled and destroyed over 100,000 of you Type 1 battle droids. I'm giving you an opportunity to peacefully lay down your weapons so that you may be reprogrammed to serve a better purpose than spreading the mindless violence and chaos which you have inflicted upon the galaxy. Blast them! Well, I guess it was worth a try. All right, that's uh, so that's a clip from the episode. 
uh, and that's the speech that you were talking about. And, and yeah, I love that. I love that speech so much. Uh, the first time I heard it, because it's it's totally something that it just sucks that Samuel L. Jackson didn't actually say it, because that is one hundred percent something he would say. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was oh yeah, I, I I'd pay big bucks to see it's, to hear him. It's say also that. very well placed because we've had many conversations now about kind of the stature of the Jedi and how people view them. Yeah, and and I think even to Obi Wan, it was a bit of a reaction. It's like most almost every single jedi at this point would be jumping in there and just starting to slice down battle droids right like that's that that would be kind of our reaction if we were holding a lightsaber just jump down there and do it up you know like uh-huh. just cut some battle droids apart and 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 yet he pauses and he's like hey i am a jedi and i wish to prefer prefer a peaceful resolution to all this stuff and it's like nope, it's not going to happen, and and <laughs> I, I love I love how Obi Wan's reaction is initially ready to charge, and then he pauses and looks over at Mace Windu as he's giving a speech, and then he kind of gives him this look, and and then at the end of it, he's like, "Well, it was worth a try." <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it's it's very kind of well placed, especially after all the Barris stuff, all the Ahsoka stuff that happened, leaving the Order, all this thing. Like the Jedi have a bit of a negative reputation at this point, so uh, it's it's nice to see. Even Mace Windu of all Jedi, uh, giving this very kind of classic speech that you would hear from the likes of Qui Gon Jinn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love that, uh, I, I, and I love the way he says it too. Like he he gives them an option. Not that not that a battle droid, you know, made out of mill mass produced millions of them made made out of scrap parts, right? Like who knows, like. I don't think they'd compute that. They'd just be like, blast him. But I mean, they yeah. heard it. He, he gave yeah. them the option. Obviously, they're not going to follow suit. But exactly. I mean, I mean, hey, he presented it. So, you know. Yeah. Know. yeah. And in a galaxy like Star Wars, where droids have this level of intelligence, like, because some of them are even bounty hunters. IG-88. Um What's that dude that hangs around Boba Fett in those previous arcs? Um, in the Mandalorian, you got uh, the IG sixty three or whatever. I oh man, the droid. Uh, yeah, I, yeah I, the droid. Yeah, is it IG sixty six? IG it was IG eleven. I think it's IG eleven. Yeah, it's, it's IG eleven. Okay. Um, uh, IG eighty eight is the one from the original trilogy. Yeah. Um, there's even uh, there's even another bounty hunter. Um, a droid played by Richard R. 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 Amiardi. I I always botch his last name. Um, He was the one also in The Mandalorian. So there's a lot of, there's like droids out there that have like careers and everything, you know? And it's like, are they, it comes down to the moral thing of like, are they people and should they be treated as people or not, right? And even though battle droids are a bit dim, it's like, are they still of that level of intelligence that they should be preserved if they can be? Mm-hmm. Especially being a pacifist, right? Like a Jedi, which right now they're definitely not because they're fighting a war. But when you exactly. give such a speech, it's like, oh, hey, kind of makes you think. Like going back to that mindset again, it's like, yeah, I think this is the thing that we should be doing. Yeah. So. And I think with saying that speech, there's a bit of a, a bit of insight to how Mace Windu is, is thinking because – I mean, he just gave how many thousands of droids the option like, hey, I've taken apart over 100,000 of you guys now mm-hmm. at this point. So 
rather than you know be destroyed and you could actually be served for a better purpose kind of thing uh let's let's do this peacefully uh yeah but they they obviously say blast him and he's like okay <laughs> you know worth a try <laughs> so, <right> away. <laughs> yeah so um so yeah i think i think he's definitely one of those people safe to say that he doesn't like the war and he would much rather kind of do his thing and just not not be involved in it but because they're mm-hmm. involved in it he's he's kind of forced to do these kind of things yes and i think the events of I think I don't. I don't know if you're still reading it or not, but um, the events of Dark Disciple have kind of taught the Je- Jedi a bit of a lesson. Um, they've they've learned their lesson as to not do the absolute worst thing that they can possibly do. It is it, basically they did the opposite of what they should be doing: is sending someone somebody out to go assassinate somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like that's that's what the Jedi do in Dark Disciple, and that's. A mentality that they never had before the before the Clone War, so it's it's um, it's something that uh, it's like Quinlan's purpose on that entire mission, right? But uh, but yeah, you go from that, and then now we're in this in this moment of like, oh, I see that that's kind of taught Mace a lesson. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a personal journey moment for him. But contrast to that, we have Anakin have a line in this episode. He says to, to Admiral Trench, who's still alive, he says, I don't have such weaknesses. When, when, when he threatens to kill him for the information of like how to decode the bomb. And Trench is like, you're not going to kill me. You're a Jedi. And, and Anakin's like, I don't have such weaknesses. Like, and he's like threatening to kill him. You know, he slices his arms off and he's like ready to go. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just kind of gives you that next little tidbit of like, this is Anakin, and he's very close to when we see him in the suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that pre Darth Vader is just uh, that's like the the best for me. Like like pre Darth Vader and like fresh Darth Vader. You know, just just came off the bed, did his whole like no Padme. And then he's like, okay, full rage mode. Oh man, you would okay, you would love the Darth Vader comics I just talked about earlier then. Like the, yeah. these these are okay, I'll I'll send them to you because they're worth reading. I, I I actually just reread them, the first two and the last two read for the first time, but reread the first two mm-hmm. volumes uh, over the weekend and uh, they're awesome. Like they're so good. And they actually have so many ties to the Clone Wars as well. Um they bring back some familiar faces, but Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, it's very good, and it also gives rise to the Inquisitorious uh, Vader's castle, all this stuff that that are like oh, and then even red lightsabers. Why are they red? Like all these answers, they come out of this series. Very good. It's short. It's sweet. You're always getting action. It's awesome, and you get some really good Palpatine moments too. I it's like evil. That. It's twisted, and 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 it's Darth Vader in the suit, still longing for Padme in his life. This is oh, what I love about that. He's so it's still, stuff. it's literally yeah, it's literally what you said that moment where he's like, no, it's like he is on a mission to bring Padme back to life again. Mm-hmm. How's he gonna do it? Let's build a, a magic fortress on a planet where I was, you know, essentially birthed in the in the depths of evil and try and dig the dark side as much as possible to find the powers to bring her back kind of thing right like it's that mentality that he's got Uh so it's really cool yeah it's really cool you should give it a try but um yeah so anyway that uh echo and then echo joins clone force 99 at the end of this episode and you know that's that's pretty much all the notes i got but yeah same here 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So what do you think of this arc? Uh, awesome. I I really like I really like the characters. I just wish that we kind of got more of them because I I enjoyed them that much. But uh, but if they're doing a show about them, that that'll be cool to see. Um, but I'd really like to. I'd really like to see where they kind of pick up from yeah. there and kind of, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, for me, it was, it was a kind of a surprise because I have seen all the animated shows. So uh, more than once each, except for Star Wars Resistance. I've only seen that once, but, um, but I've seen Star Wars Rebels um, two, two or three times through now. And uh, I've seen Clone Wars many, many times through. Uh, but but Star Wars Rebels, I was expecting uh, a sequel show, like a, a, a show that follows up the events of that show, because at the very end of Star Wars Rebels, there's a bit of a flash forward, and uh, you're you're given some moments and events that happen later on, and um, and I was expecting kind of a follow up to some of those events, and and yet we get another kind of clone wars based show but takes place after episode three so in one way i am absolutely ecstatic about this because there's many many possibilities that they can do for this show like even even jedi that survived the purge could pop up in this show and and right like like there's a there's a chance that that some of the survivors of the purge and even surviving clones like you said like commander cody and stuff like what happens to them uh a jedi like quinlan voss are we going to see him again? Like, and, and he's a Jedi that would actually pair up really well with this like ragtag bunch of clones that are kind of rough and out there. Um, like, will we see characters like him pop up? Because we don't know if he's confirmed dead or not. Um, and so it's um, it's got a lot of potential to it. And, and I think if they follow through with the same quality that Clone Wars kind of ends off on, I think it's going to be amazing. Like, I think it's got a lot of potential. Uh, on the other hand, I'm kind of missing the fact that they that they haven't announced a, a, a follow up story to the characters that I was familiar with from Star Wars Rebels. And I know that you haven't gone through that show just yet, but uh, but by the end of it, you'll also be wondering like, oh, what happens next? And uh, and uh, you know, this next animated series that was announced, as much as I'm excited for, it, I'm also kind of missing uh, the fact that. The, the 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 anticipation I was building towards another animated series for was expecting a sequel to Star Wars Rebels, and it's just not happening mm-hmm. yet, mm-hmm. yet. But you know, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with that. I'm I'm sure Dave Filoni won't let us down there. It's just uh, this entire animated show announcement came very much as a surprise to me, uh, and very kind of informally. It was just a, a blog that dropped it online. Uh, you know, the starwars.com, they released the info and then all of a sudden they had, you know, you had IGN and all the, the big name news people tweeting and buzzing about it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I only found out because uh, a friend of a friend actually sent it to a group chat that we're all in. And, and, uh, and that was how I found out. And I was like taken by surprise because normally I'm super on top of this stuff, but it was at like 1030 in the morning and I was starting my shift and I was like, uh, you know, I'd already been been working for a little while and i just looked at my phone and and there was this this message that came in with a link he's like hey what the heck is this and at first i thought he was talking about the the story reel like the like the this arc that we just watched right like the bad batch arc and and i just texted back i was like oh it's an arc from season seven of the star with the clone wars and then when i clicked on the link i was like 
oh, what the heck? Like, it's actually like a new show called The Bad Batch. Like, that's interesting. Like, I did not expect that to happen. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah. So, I'm both kind of excited and uh, also kind of confused. But, you know, it'll be good. It'll be good. I've, I've got high hopes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've said this. <laughs> I don't know how many thousands of times we all know how we, i kind of feel about Disney and stuff, but um, mm-hmm. uh, Disney has that potential. I mean, they have the cash. Okay. So they mm-hmm. can put out some pretty stellar stuff like uh, the Mandalorian. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it, <coughs> excuse me. I wouldn't put it like, you know, top as high as like top three shows I've ever watched. As far as star Wars goes, it was pretty decent. I liked it. You know, every every episode was like a mini movie. It was it was awesome. Production was very well done, uh, and you know, of course, it's Disney. They have the budget for this sort of stuff, um, so that was awesome. But I feel that kind of going away from the main story of these, unfortunately, nine movies now, um, where they could excel is I mm-hmm. think is if they do not so much tied to the Skywalker name anymore. Mm-hmm. Cause it's done now. Let's put that to rest. Uh, yeah. Six movies made by Lucas. That's the only ones you should ever watch. Um, <laughs> but, um, but anyways, um, where they could really excel in my eyes is doing related stories, but kind of to the sideline. So like Obi-Wan, I know they're doing a show and uh, Ewan McGregor is going to come back. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, but, uh, you know, other things that they could do is, uh, you know, uh, Darth Maul. We, mm-hmm. I've seen the trailer now. Darth yep. Maul is apparently back in season seven. I don't know when. I'm assuming in this next arc because uh, mm-hmm. I haven't seen him. But uh, well, you read the comic that, that kind of leads into that, though, right? The, Dar- he, the Son of Dathomir. Yes. We chatted about that one. Yeah. Yes. So, but again, kind of. Because again, even with 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 them bringing him back into the show and the comic books and all this sort of stuff, it's still not enough for me. Because I, for me, like I like Darth Maul so much, uh, like I would really like to see him in another live action and not through some stupid hologram through Han Solo. Uh, that was just it was cool, but it was like, yeah. uh, uh, like you remember my reaction? I I kind of lost it, but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but yeah, like certain things like that. You know what happens? uh between the original movies like uh, let's say from three to four that's a critical timeline we've already got two and three Mm -hmm. we're about to finish what happens there but what happens between three and four what happens between four and five five and six that kind of thing and maybe shortly after shortly before that kind of thing during you know that sort of stuff that's where i think they could seriously have some potential but i don't know they they i don't know but that's, that's I, think, uh, I think we have to get through Star Wars Rebels because that fits in that that gap that you're talking about really well, and and it does touch up on some things that Clone Wars um, didn't quite uh, finish. It also uh, touches up on some things that Clone Wars actually started, and uh, it finishes some things that that Clone Wars never did got to finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, in a way, like they, they kind of drop some information here and there that summarizes some things that came out of canceled episodes and whatever else. Uh, of course, now that we have a final season, there's still 20 something odd episodes that we still don't have. Um, that's including the, the Clone Wars legacy stuff, right? Dark Disciple, Son of Dathomir, 
the Utapau story arc, like, you know, we, we can count up all the, the, the loose change and, and still not come up with eight seasons worth of content. And it's because there's still X amount of scripts out there that we did chat about them at one point, but uh, that just haven't been made. So uh, Star Wars Rebels does touch up on some stuff and it, and it does start some new things too. There's a lot of new things that start in that, but I think it's a, a show. I think it's the next thing that I think you and I are maybe going to be going through if you want. Uh, it's a good show. It's, it's pretty good, but uh, you may find that some of the things you want out of some specific characters will come to light okay. in, in that series. Okay. Um, and it, uh, yeah, but I mean, I guess, what I guess I think another thing kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, like maybe, yeah. maybe something like uh like a Qui-Gon story. Like, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Like Qui-Gon. That would be amazing. Okay, you know what I'm hoping for? I'm hoping for a young Palpatine movie. Yeah. Him meeting Darth Plagueis. Yeah. Early Sith training and hiding from a galaxy ruled by a Jedi in this High Republic time, right? Like, like that would be cool. That would be very cool. Ex- them experimenting with with stuff that has to do with immortality and bringing back the dead and all that stuff. There was a novel called Darth Plagueis, which was absolutely phenomenal. And I've always loved it. It's not canon, but it's so good. And uh, there's a lot of things in there that that probably could be uh, brought back into canon if they if they wanted. But uh, but yeah, it's 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 amazing. It's actually the first Legends book that I recommend to anybody. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's truly worth it. And I think if they did do a young Palpatine movie, it would be extremely successful. I think a lot of fans would love that. I would. I mean, yeah, like it's, and even, even like how he gets to be like everything him from like, like obviously he had parents, right? Like I'm just going to put the book aside for all those who read, read the books, but like, what was a Sith Lord as evil as Palpatine like as a child? Like what happened to his family? Uh, Like how did he get into Senate school? And yeah, how did he become a Sith apprentice in a time where the galaxy is at peace and there's like no enemies for the Jedi to fight? There's one dude in the galaxy of trillions of people and like he finds Sidious and recruits him as as his apprentice. What was that process like, you know, and and, um, how did the grand plan come to scheme, right? Uh, is the story that he told Anakin true? Like, did he kill Plagueis in his sleep the way he did? Um, or uh, is it true that maybe even they discovered something that was close to bringing back people from the dead, right? Like, like you just, all this stuff, it's like, it, it, it could be jam-packed into a movie that would be amazing to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. that, that would be pretty cool. Or how about, how about a young Yoda film? Like, Young Yoda. I feel like we're already getting a show that could have a lot of potential to that. I think maybe maybe the child is testing grounds for a, a prequel Yoda movie, but uh, that could be interesting. That could be interesting. I know you do love the all the Yoda arcs that that we got through the Clone Wars. They've all been pretty thorough. Yeah, it's because like yeah, like like I've said before, like the Yoda arcs, we don't get a whole lot of them, but every time we get them, it's like they give you. Uh, they give you some action and they give you the purpose of what he's trying to go through and like what he's experiencing. That's what I like so much about the Yoda arcs is because it's very, they, they don't, 
they don't cheap out on those. Like they they right. get the the point across in those, and I, I love that. And um, it's always very kind of mystical, and you know they they got the Yoda spirit in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like uh, maybe like a again kind of kind of tying into the to the Qui Gon one, Qui Gon as a Padawan with Dooku. That would, Dude, that that would be insane. I would yeah. love that. I would yeah. love a movie that has that has okay, not only a younger Dooku, but a young Qui Gon Jinn. Like like we're talking like Qui Gon at like age twenty and Dooku at age. 50 or something i don't know like something that obviously i mean christopher lee is is kind of is gone now but yeah. uh but and and quite frankly i i don't even know who or what kind of an actor would be eligible to replace him as a, such an yeah. iconic character i yeah, mean I really like, can't man like he's a legend he's yeah. a legend <laughs> but, but i mean like the guy has look at the guy's imdb page he's got like an incredible amount of work on there and and i mean Dracula uh, and cinematically yeah. he's just known as one of the greatest actors of like the last century right mm-hmm. and uh i mean even in real life he's a boss like oh, yeah. he was like he was like a spy in like the british military and you know he's had to kill people <laughs> like i mean the yeah. guy is truly unbelievable like, like yeah. if you ever listen to this guy talk he's also incredibly wise he loves tolkien he just knows his stuff. Like the fact that he was in Star Wars at the very least, as small as his kind of role was in the live action part of the movies. Because I mean, quite frankly, all the all the fighting was done by a lot of stunt doubles. There's very few scenes that he actually handled himself. Mm-hmm. But but I mean, like the fact that he's just this iconic villain that now we've got to watch a TV show that has such a great voice double for him, mind you. I mean. Um, I think his name's Corey something or another. He, he does a great job at, at doubling for for uh, Tyrannus, mm-hmm. but uh, such a great villain. Like like we've we've got so much more in depth story about Count Dooku, and it would be amazing to see him as a Jedi. Mm-hmm. It'd be so cool. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Or how about? Uh, I guess I guess uh, if Disney really wanted to cash in on their. Uh, you know, after post kind of episode nine kind of thing, um, maybe kind of, or sorry, 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 pre, pre episode seven. Uh, and something I'd like to see is what happens between six and seven. Where does Luke go? Like, where does he kind of, yeah, you know, kind of. That's that's a void that still hasn't really been filled a whole lot. Like they they have released some comics, some books here and there that have kind of hinted at what's going on, but. It's nothing that's really confirmed a whole lot of stuff. I mean, I think, quite frankly, I think the most detailed part of Luke's journey between episode seven and, sorry, six and seven is that cutscene and that whole game story play of Battlefront 2, the campaign. Mm-hmm. I think that entire section is really cool. And I, I would love to see, like, what more he's doing. Because like the compass that he finds does pop up in the Last Jedi, like that compass that he decides to keep from the Imperial, like you know that place that he goes to with uh, Miko or whatever his name is, mm-hmm. um, or Del, Del, sorry. Um, I, I think like that actually pops up in the Last Jedi, and I don't know. It would be really cool to see like what he's what he what more he's up to, uh, trying to bring back the Jedi, and you know because it's 
it's it, like Return of the Jedi has a couple purposes. I think it's the return of Anakin Skywalker, but it also means that it's kind of the rise of Luke Skywalker as a Jedi as well. It's like, you know, we the first two movies in the original trilogy, he's not Jedi. I think that's like part of the whole point of the original trilogy is that he's not a Jedi and he's trained to be. And by the time he faces Vader one last time, he becomes that Jedi mm-hmm. that, that Yoda and Ben are all training him to be. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think, uh, I think kind of following that journey of his, it would be really cool to see kind of what more that they were, where they can take the character. I just, I just don't know. That's the thing though. Like who would you pick to play Mark Hamill? Right. Like, like who would play a young Luke that's not Mark Hamill that, right. Like, like, Looks like, it's like, sounds like Mark Hamill. Like, exactly, yeah. exactly. That it's supposed to fit in between Mark Hamill at two different ages. Yeah. Whereas like Solo, for example, as much as I wasn't looking forward to the movie and then seeing it and then actually being very surprised about how much I didn't dislike the movie. Um, I was, I was, uh, surprised at actually how well it was pulled off and and quite frankly the actor i had no faith in him before i watched it five minutes into the movie i was sold i was like okay this guy's han solo this guy's a young han solo like i was able to buy into his acting as a young harrison ford weirdly enough even though nobody can replace harrison ford right but before episode four you don't see the character so it was okay to replace to recast the character right mm-hmm. it's like and there was all this all this talk about oh who's gonna recast carrie fisher as leia and and you know like who's gonna play her and it's like the answer is nobody like she takes that role to her grave and the only chance at bringing that character back is is by cg doubling her as a younger person and then getting her own daughter to even portray that that her on mocap screen right like it's like that's the best way to do it it's like the most authentic version of carrie you can get is her own daughter so you know you get her daughter to play her and then you you cg animate the young leia that we got from rogue one and and uh rise of skywalker onto that onto her and uh who plays the voice well you find the best person you can right like that's that's the best they could do like they could do that with mark hamill even though mark hamill's still around like it'd be kind of weird to see another actor play young luke skywalker I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I can buy into it. No. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think Mark Hamill is like, it would be so unauthentic, like watching someone else try to play him. It'd be watching like a a high budget fan film. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's not the same, right? Um, It wouldn't be the same. I mean, and that's the thing. He's much older now. His voice is a lot deeper than it was as a kid. Like, uh, yeah, he sounds different now you fought in the clone war and all, all that yeah. Like, yeah, yeah you know like, you couldn't do that nowadays like there's yeah, no now, now it sounds like you fought in the clone war yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> grandpa so, mark hamill <laughs> like he's pissed off at everyone <laughs> yeah. yeah well that's also harrison ford these days too but yeah yeah oh, man. Um, all right well uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's some good speculation there. But uh, uh, you ready? You want to wrap things up here? Yeah. Uh, well, as always, guys, thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate the support. Um, any comments, questions, or concerns, please feel free to email us, tweet us, and hey, maybe you want to pop in on the show. Discord's open. Let us know. We can certainly arrange it. We'd love to talk to you guys and get some 
fans involved in in the show um so stay tuned for the next one the, the next one's coming up it's the finale i don't know about you guys but i'm pretty stoked i want to put a nail in the coffin to this episode three because episode three is like my favorite movie but there's a lot of a lot of things missing in it so like um i can't wait to finish it off so take care guys all right thanks man see you later see ya all right, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the show. And uh, we got plenty more coming at you. Lightspeed, the Clone Wars season finale. We're going to be chatting all about that maybe this weekend or the next uh, week, perhaps. Who knows? We got lots planned. And uh, even following Clone Wars, of course, there's there's so much Star Wars to talk about. We've just been focused on the Clone Wars for a while now, trying to get through the series. Uh, but uh, you know what? When that's over, it's not like the podcast is going to die or anything. We got We got... Lots to chat about, and uh, we're going to keep you guys entertained. So uh, if you can, please send this podcast to a friend. Tell them to check it out on Spotify. Uh, that is a great way to see the uh, intro, the trailer, right at the top of the page there. If you just type in Clone Wars into Spotify, we actually are one of the top results now because of our Clone Wars talk series. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, and uh, additionally to that, if you're using... Uh, a podcasting app that allows you to press the hyperlinks in the description that would be ideal uh google podcast is a great one uh, and uh you know all those all the ones that do support hyperlinks uh it's an it's an easier way for you to follow along with the description links that i'm actually putting in there uh but uh again once again a uh, reminder just uh drop some feedback if you can and uh, join the discord like the facebook page follow the twitter whatever you want to do uh we'd love to hear from you guys it's always great to hear feedback and uh and the uh the new swell app that we're on as well so if you got that going leave us a voice memo or a voicemail always great to hear from you guys all right may the force be with you and we'll see you next time it's like-